Hey, this is Kevin Pike from kpikemusic.com, and I'm back with another Look What I Made podcast. And this week I'm going to play a track for you called Millennium, which is from my Microjazz album, which I released back in 1999. Now, because we were coming up on the year 2000 back then, I wanted to have a track on the album that was a big production and was going to be called Millennium, you know, like a tribute to the, the coming change of the millennium. So um, that's what this is. And also on a lot of my albums, I tend to make the last track on the album the, the biggest and most um, intricate. Now, this piece has three sections to it. And the first one starts out in 7-4 time. And it starts out with me playing on a uh, kalimba. And a kalimba is also known as a thumb piano. It's an African instrument. It's basically got five metal bars on a, a wooden bass. And when you pluck them, you get, a, you get a sound from it. So I came up with this ostinato pattern that I repeat. And it, it's, uh, like I said, it's in 7-4 time. And then I start playing alto sax in unison with this kalimba part. And I'm playing the alto through a wah-wah pedal. So that's why the sound is a little bit different. It almost sounds like a guitar, but it's really me playing alto sax through this wah-wah pedal. So after I finish playing the unison line with the kalimba on the saxophone, I go off into an improvisation over the background percussion part. And the background includes a shaker and some sanding blocks that I have that uh, is basically a block with sandpaper on it. And I've got two of them, and I, and I um, you know, rub them together, and that makes the, this sound that I have. Now, I should also mention I have a steel drum in this, too. So you initially hear the kalimba, and then the shaker and sander blocks come in, and when that comes in, you also hear me playing the steel, the line on the steel drum. And I chose that because I like this metallic sound of these two instruments, the kalimba, which has these little metallic bars that you pluck, and then the steel drum, which is made out of metal. So it's a nice, uh, nice background sound to go along with the, the saxophone solo over top. So that's part one. Part two is a funky section. It's in 4-4 time, and it starts out with me playing bongo, and I actually recorded this at a slower speed. There's, I used a, a Roland um, VS-880 to record an 8-track VS-880 back in 99. I used this to record the, the entire piece, and there's a thing on there called VeraPitch where you can slow down the sampling rate, and, and the, that way you can play something um, and then when you speed it back up to the, the 44.1 sampling rate, then it, it plays it uh, faster, almost like taking a record and, and um, you know, changing it from uh, 33 and a third RPM to um, 78 or something like that. So I record the bongos at a slower speed, and, and it, gets, it gives it a little bit different sound when it's played back at, at the, the right sampling rate. And then I also added Chuck Hosh on bass, He's this uh, bass player I played with in Chicago a lot, and we we played a, a piece together where I soloed on saxophone and he he soloed on um, bass, and I took his bass line from that piece, chopped it up into the parts that I wanted to use from it, and then also it was in the wrong key, so I had to speed it up so that it matched the key of this piece. So that, that took a little doing, but finally I got it to where I wanted it. And so that's what you hear. That's the bass line. It's, it's um, Chuck Hosh, or part elements of Chuck Hosh's playing, chopped up and sped up. And then I also, um, one of the tracks on here is me making sounds just like, just kind of mouth sounds, I guess you'd call them. And uh, then I come in with alto sax with a chorus effect on it, and I get to solo again. Um all the while that this is going on, I'm also building up the percussion background. So in addition to those bongos, 
I add in um, a, uh, a guitar strum where basically um, I take a guitar, and again, I use the Vera pitch. I take a guitar, I, I slow everything down, and I just go on the string, so you just get string noise. I always call that a shuka shuka sound. And then when you speed it back up to regular speed, it just gives it kind of a percussive um, uh, emphasis on the beat where you can get this and and then also I add in um, I added in some things that I did with my hands, just like claps and snaps, but I did it through different effects. So it has a really weird sound, but it's just another sound that's embedded in that percussion background. And also the final thing I did was take a rubber band and I just pluck a rubber band and I think I also used Vera Pitch on that. So it's another weird thing that's just kind of built into this background percussion part. Um, finally, the, the Barry sax comes in with a line and then I add um, additional saxophones playing chords um, so that it, it just keeps building and building this, this saxophone solo until you get to the part where the, the, the uh, Barry sax and other saxophones are, are pr- providing the background uh, chord structure rather than just having a bass and percussion. Now, out of that, we there's a little segue that goes into the last part, and in that segue, I'm playing typewriter. Um, that's the uh, you can hear that. That's I'm just playing a typewriter on that, and it's a, also a Barry sax that's playing the line that goes into the transition for the next part. I've also thrown some tambourines over top of that, and again, I messed with the vera pitch for the tambourines that I did. Um, the Barry sax, the line, it goes down in whole steps. So in order to have it go down correctly in whole steps, I had to, um, it actually wound up going below the range of the Barry sax. Lowest note on a Barry sax you can play is a low A, and I think I had to get down to a low G. So the very last line of the Barry sax, if you listen to it, it sounds like I put different effects on it because it sounds different. But really what I did is I recorded it at a higher speed. I used the Vera pitch to go up to a higher speed, and then when I slowed it back down to the correct speed, it was able to get down to that low G, which I needed. Um, so it sounds like I said, it sounds like I put an effect on that last line, but it's really me recording at a higher speed and then slowing it down. And then so after that, I go into the very last section, and this is basically two chords throughout, you know, from on, on the piano from the beginning to the end. Those two chords never change, and so I come in with, with that on the piano. I come in with a shaker. Um, I, I've got a clave on this, and I, I've got some kind of a hand drum, which I can't remember what it is. But if you, you listen carefully, you can hear me playing. Um, it might even be just like tapping a, um, a piece of wood or something like that. And then I come in with a, with a saxophone with a delay effect on it. Now, one thing about this sax solo, I originally released this piece on an album that is out of print now, and I called it something else. And at that point, it was the, just the piano background that you hear, my sax solo, and then I, I played over a drum beat that I had programmed on my drum machine. So for Millennium, when I was adding this third part on, really what I did is I pulled out the drum machine, added my own percussion to it. I already had the piano and the uh, sax solo, and, and then I just added some extra layers. Uh, so for example, uh, what you hear on that is, um, well, I've got some uh, s- some string pads on, on the keyboard. I, I wish I could have had real strings, but you know I was doing this in my little home studio, so I, I used a keyboard to get some uh, just some string pads in the back. Um, I, I add in a maraca, um, and then it just keeps building and building and building. And at the end, I actually went all out. I had, I, there's a saxophone quartet playing the chords in there. And there's also a flute choir. I think I used three, it was either three or four flutes 
playing the, the chords as well. You can't really hear that, but if you but if you listen really closely, you can hear that this, this overall sound of this these chords and the, these two chords that keep on going throughout the whole last section, it changes slightly because at the end I've mixed in um, a saxophone quartet and a flute choir. And remember, I did all this in eight tracks, so I had to keep bouncing everything down. Um, it would have been great if I had access to 24 tracks like I have now, but back in the day, that was when digital studio workstations were pretty new, and eight was about the best you could do, you could get. So I had to do, do a lot of bouncing down just to the eight tracks. And by the way, if you don't know what, what bouncing means, is you take like four different tracks and put them all into one so that you still have additional tracks to use for other um, parts of the, the piece. So this just keeps building and building, and um, and then you know the, the saxophone kind of tails off at the end and it starts to fade out, and then at the very end you can hear me just doing some kind of free stuff on the saxophone as it's as it's still fading out, and that's the end of the tune. So I don't usually talk this much about uh, my pieces, but this this is one that was certainly uh, took a, had a lot of parts to it, took a long time to put together, and um, I thought I'd just go over all the different parts to it. So this is called Millennium. It's from my album Micro Jazz, and you can get that on iTunes. You can get it on Amazon.com as an MP3 download, and you can also get it at CDBaby.com. Thank <laughs> you. 
You have been listening to Look What I Made, a weekly podcast featuring the music of Kevin Pike. Be sure to check out the official Kevin Pike Music website at kpikemusic.com or Google Kevin Pike Music.